Freedom is not a gift from government. Freedom is a gift from God. Welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, 5 foot 2, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K show. You know what I love it when I start the show with a giggle. <laughs> Those who know me well and have followed me for a while on social media know that I'm like a drive-by poster, right? I I I'm, I'm my posts are always full of typos. Uh, because I don't really spend a lot of time. I just throw them up really quickly. And sometimes I have to giggle at myself. I very rarely fix a typo, by the way, especially the ones that make me giggle because I'm really a three-year-old inside, right? Or, or a seventh grader at times. <laughs> anyway, glad to have you guys here with me tonight. And, and you know what? There's lots of reasons for me to not be in a good mood, um, given everything that's happening politically, but. You know, I just get to I have a great time when I come in here, get to share this time in, in the studio with my peeps and this time with you guys out there listening, whether you're listening in your car, on your app, somehow, or because there's like a million different apps that you kids listen to today or streaming at The Answer San Diego. We are streaming live on The Answer San Diego Facebook page. Not long for Facebook. Going to continue to share with you guys why. In fact, I've got another story tonight about big government and big brother and big tech spying on us on our regular social media accounts. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. The story from Monday that broke really, really bigly involving the number one, the front runner to replace Gavin Newsom here in the recall, Salem Media's very own Larry Elder. We love Larry Elder. We think he made, as many people do, we think he made a really big campaign mistake involving uh, election fraud in 2020. Um, we, that story continues to reverberate. And so one of the things as, as the news continues to break about the horrific Gavin Newsom who exploded today and he was pounding his fist on the table. I mean, he knows that his days are numbered, right? Uh, many people have said, you know, I, 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 I'm off Larry Elder. Kevin Kiley's the man. And, you know, I actually have not endorsed anybody yet. I typically, this isn't a primary, but I typically don't endorse in primaries. And in this case, I wasn't going to endorse because there's 46 people running. And at least not at this point, I wasn't going to um, because I, 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 I do want everybody to come out to the polls and I want everybody to support their guy. And we've got plenty of time left for people to decide who they want to vote for, right? Um, but Kevin Kiley has been on the Andrea K show many times before and he is coming back tonight and i'm going to ask him the same question that was posed to larry elder and get his response i'm also going to ask him to respond to the breaking news today of Mussolini and his latest power grab of tyranny you would think with the numbers the way that they are he would not be be imposing these these kinds of tyrannical overreaches today. It involves teachers and schools, but he's continuing on this path. And I think it's because he knows that there's too, far too many Californians and far too many Americans in general that bought in to the panic and the panic porn that was involved in the government response uh, to coronavirus. And that's and and in in some ways you can't blame them because you never hear on the news anywhere about boosting your immunity. You never hear that it is even for the for the most uh, the group with the with the most at risk begins with the ninety nine point four percent recovery rate. You never hear that there's treatments. Uh, you hear all day long about ver- this variant there and that variant there and and all of this continuing to feed the panic. 
Um, so he's got every reason probably to think that in his last few days that he's he probably thinking, number one, he can beat this recall, particularly after Larry Elder's gaffe. And he's also thinking, you know what, he's already got the so he's got the media in his back pocket and he's got he's got his grips on, on the minds of Americans. And he's and uh, the the truth is not being shared with many people. So we got Kevin Kiley who's going to come on after, after the first break and answer about that. 19 Republicans said yes to an over $1 trillion infrastructure plan that only had, I think, uh, 20% of the actual numbers of that over $1 trillion actually had anything to do with infrastructure. And then today, the Senate has supposedly passed, long way to go, but they did get through the Senate, and it's on its way to do some voterama uh, parliamentary, you know, situation reconciliation to avoid the filibuster to spend over three trillion dollars on their infrastructure, the human infrastructure bill. So we've got Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, to bring you the sad reality of what that means if it gets passed. In terms of now, we would be close to thirty trillion dollars in debt for the United States of America, and we do not have a GDP. And that that it, it, I don't even think that includes unfunded mandates. Social Security and all the other entitlement programs that we have while we got an open border. Right. And, and, and reportedly, Kamala Harris has said, had told the president of Mexico that, yeah, the border is wide open to you. Got to bring my man in on that high note. <laughs> the one and only DJ Potato Skins. I got no I got I got no fun liner. It's just, it's just it's, it's just a horrible news day. Just never see we I. Tell you over and over again, we never get any good news anymore. Well, you know what? I'm going to start with a little piece of good news. The I can never remember her name, which is such a shame because no matter what side you fell on with Simone Biles, she's a household name. But you know who should really be yeah. a household name? The wrestler gal that cried and was so thankful and talked about God and won the gold medal and said was asked about that flag draped around your, her shoulders and she cried and talked about how much she loved the United States of America. She sp- is spending her winnings buying her mother a truck. That's pretty cool. Is that is that not just amazing? Is that not somebody? And doesn't that just and doesn't that fall in line with, with with the kind of character you think of with somebody that believes in God and country and comes from a place of gratitude? You know, it's kind of like Condoleezza Rice talked about in the 2012 Republican uh, convention. She said uh, the the grievance feeling a, a sense of grievance is accompanied with a sense of entitlement, right? And it, and if you're constantly going around feeling in, aggrieved that somebody is mistreating you, you're not going to be coming from a place of gratitude. You're going to be coming from a place of entitlement. The people owe you something. And those people are, are those people are the most selfish, self-centered, greedy, ungrateful, don't give back to anybody, people on the planet, right? This woman showed true character and integrity, love of God and country, really... What she was, she actually is the perfect representative of America. I was just thinking the same thing. Right. I tell you what's not representative of America. And you know that I come from corporate America. I got a little story to bring you guys. I come from corporate America. I love corporate America. I love my time there. It was, it was a grind. It was grueling. But look, every, every large corporation in this country started with, with an idea of one or two people, right? And it, it, it takes a lot of intelligence, courage, guts, investment, risk to start a, a small company like Xerox did, I think, in 1959 and turn it into, when I worked there, a Fortune 20 company. So I love corporations. But they, corporations have gone so woke that they have gone um, – 
they've gone Hugo Chavez level woke. Case in point, American Express. Christopher Rufo, who does, who's done a lot of reporting on what's going on in the schools, decided that he would launch an investigative series into corporate America and their role in CRT. And um, this came to me from, was uh, shared with me today on OurFreeNation.org by Daniel Rudolph and hat tip for, to, for him for providing this to me. I, I'm going to read these tweets because I want you, in the interest of time, I don't usually read content on air, but you know Christopher Rufo did such a brilliant job in um, pulling all the American Express, quote, the ECG anti-racism initiative. He took all of their slides that he got on the sly from whistleblowers and he narrowed them down into a few tweets. Um, the first one is... According to whistleblower documents, American Express executives created an internal anti-racism initiative that subjects employees to an extensive training program based on the core tenets of critical race theory, including systemic racism, white privilege, and intersectionality. And so what happens is first, an outside firm teaches the employees to, quote, deconstruct their race, their sexual orientation, their body type, religion, disability status, uh, age, gender identity, and citizenship onto an official company worksheet. Then they determine where they stand on a hierarchy of privilege, right? Um, so let that sink in for a moment. So there, you're sitting there in a meeting and you're hauled in and you're basically divided up like a, like a, 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 a you know, a deck of cards. And then you're, then you have to chart out where you fall on the deck. And based upon where you fall, then American Express then, Express then instructs employees to change their behavior in the office based on their relative position on the racial and sexual hierarchy. For example, if you are a member of or if a member of a subordinate group is present, then employees are told to practice intersectional allyship and defer to them. So one of the things that they're told is, uh, um, you're supposed to identify the privileges or advantages you have and, quote, don't speak over members of the black and African-American community. It's not about your intent. It's about the impact you have on your colleagues. This is subjugation in the workplace. This is worse than discrimination. This is worse than affirmative action or in the place or, or, or in the instance of when I worked at Xerox to where the joke was, what's a white Anglo-Saxon male, an endangered species? I personally mentored people who were new hires that were only hired because of their skin color and they couldn't handle it, and went out on temp- temporary disability, one of which had a mental breakdown in the parking lot. Story for another day, wrapping up. In another handout, the instructions for white employees are more explicit. Oh, I already said um, They're told not to utter common phrases such as, I don't see color. We are all human beings. They're not allowed to say. Um, You're not allowed to say everyone can succeed in this this society if they work hard enough. These are considered microaggressions. Um, They they brought in uh, the great-grandson of the the Nation of Islam founder, who went through his whole critical race theory thing. And basically what he said is that the company needed to reduce credit standards for black customers. They needed to sacrifice profits in the interest of race-based reparations. And um, finally, American Express recommended a series of resources for employees to dedicate themselves to a lifelong task of overcoming our country's racist heritage. Um, They were told that they needed to socialize with certain types of people. 
this is unbelievable, isn't it, Skins? Absolutely shocking that this is going on in corporate America. We're going to pick this up a little bit later with Dave Elhoff, the financial thought doctor, because some of this goes in line with the social credit score, which is part of why these corporations are doing this. Um, we're going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to bring in Kevin Kiley, who's running for governor. And I'd be interested to see if, if he if, if he takes over as governor for California, if there's something that he could do as governor to step into these workplaces where people where this kind of discrimination and subjugation is being instructed. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Waiting patiently on the line is a friend of the Andrea K Show. He's been on a few times in the past and he is one of the one of I believe one of the leading contenders uh, to replace Governor Newsom after this recall and it's Kevin Kiley of course a state assemblyman and he joins me now. Hi Kevin, welcome back to the Andrea K show. Hey Andrea, it's great to be with you as always. Thanks. Um a few things I wanted to talk to you about tonight. I I, I hadn't actually planned before I ask you about this Governor Newsom this latest uh, tyrannical power grab and forced vaxes on people in the schools. I was disturbed to hear this corporate, this breaking news today, this investigative report about American Express and what's going on there is uh, more than just um, bringing people in and pushing a little bit of CRT and trying to, you know, talk about, you know, white privilege or whatever. We're talking about subjugation, telling people you're not allowed to speak when a black person speaks. Um, you know, it, this is this is getting frightening. And as governor, is there anything that a governor could do or you could do? Uh, to affect this kind of uh, discrimination that's going on in workplaces? Well, you know, that's a very interesting question. A lot of people have uh, suggested that perhaps we need to make, uh, you know, uh, political uh, preference or political affiliation uh, a category that is protected in law, that you can't be discriminated against uh, in the workplace in a place of public accommodation uh, on the basis of your political beliefs. Well, in this case, they're being told, basically, if you're a white person, you got you got to fill out this this chart and check a box on, you know, which of these identity you know groups you fall. And if you're a white person, you're not allowed to speak when a black person's speaking. And, you know, I realize I'm kind of hitting you out of the box with that. But I think, you know, it's it, there's it's it, all Republicans. When we're looking at this recall, everybody's trying to figure out who to vote for. And all Republicans tend to agree on things like t- low taxation and low regulations. What's really killing us so much in this country is this cultural Marxist movement, which is economic at its core, because it's about tearing apart this country and trying to rebuild it in their Marxist agenda. And they're doing it in every aspect of our society and I think that um, we've we've got to start figuring out as conservatives, in particular our elected officials, how we can how we can you know stop this and use of law. It, you know, has to be a way to do it. Speaking of the law, um, Skins just brought me an article that Newsom won a Supreme Court case uh, when Supreme Court cases on his power to issue emergency orders. Um, hmm. Um, your thoughts on this? Well, he didn't win. It's just that uh, the Supreme Court declined to hear the case, uh, they, wow. which is kind of an abdication of responsibility on my part. You know, in other states, it's the highest court that has assessed the limits of a governor's emergency powers. But here, uh, apparently, the court decided, uh, you know, that it didn't even want to consider the matter, which is wow. uh, really, uh, you know, unacceptable in my view. 
Well, yeah, because what he's done here is he he played some games with his emergency orders, right? Like tying in uh, coronavirus and um, his his crackdowns and his mandates and all this kind of stuff. He played he he used his the emergency powers that has to do with with fires and things like that, right? As a part of that, and so it kind of got intertwined in, in layman's speak in terms of his ability to do what he's doing. And you were trying to unravel that, yes. Exactly. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, uh, trying to just uphold the basic premise of our Constitution, which is that there's a separation of powers and it doesn't allow one person uh, to seize absolute power as Gavin Newsom was doing. Uh, So, you know, uh, we actually won an initial victory uh, in a superior court. Then the governor got a stacked panel of justices on the third district court of appeal, uh, which reversed it. And uh, we were expecting and hoping the state Supreme Court uh, would, uh, you know, set things right. But here they've refused to do so. Uh, so that's extremely disappointing. Uh, most of the justices were appointed by Newsom himself or mm-hmm. by Jerry Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess it's not overwhelmingly surprising. But, you know, I, I would hope I would have hoped that even that these justices would would think that the rule of law actually means something. Well, you know, it's clear that they don't. We've got too many dictators in black robes across this country at all levels of our court system, and it makes it really difficult when you've got these activists, uh, if you've got uh, some conservative or or, or Republican trying to follow the rule of law and asking the courts, you know, to uphold the rule of law, and then they just decide to do whatever they want to do, and it's really frustrating for citizens, right? Because, you know, we're we're powerless. We elect our elected officials to, to act on our behalf, and then when they try to, uh, and these dictators, you know, overturn that will, I mean, it's incredibly frustrating. And um, one of the one of the breaking news today out of Newsom beyond this court ruling is he, he's declared that California will be the first state in the U.S. to mandate that teachers and other school employees uh, get the shots um, or be tested weekly. And that includes everybody, Kevin Kiley, from the bus drivers to the janitors, the entire staff. Um, his he's saying that this puts California the schools in line with this lines up the schools with the state and isn't that what all this is about trying to align um, every aspect of our society and and put it under the thumb of the state as opposed to individual liberty. Well, yeah, exactly. As we've seen in California, this is the uh, we're the only state who's now doing these vaccine mandates. Uh, that Newsom is doing. And that's been the same story throughout this whole thing, whether it's masks, whether it's schools, whether it's uh, the business shutdown, uh, whether it's now passports we're seeing. California has been the most restrictive state. We've been the absolute worst. No other state has been as bad. And as uh, you know, and as we've seen, actually, uh, our performance, how we've fared, has been the worst in the country as a result. Yet Gavin Newsom continues to not learn anything. He continues to think that uh, state control uh, is the answer. And we have, you know, uh, now 200 plus years of American history that tells us otherwise, that trusting citizens, that individual liberty uh, is, is usually the answer. And that's what we've seen in the COVID era, that states that actually took a balanced approach and trusted their citizens uh, have fared a lot better. Well, yeah, not to mention the fact that, you know, no governor, no institution, no elected official can stop you from getting a virus, right? And just like a mask can't stop you from getting a virus, and you don't have to take my word for it. There's been 47 peer review studies in addition to the NIH study from 2005 on SARS-CoV-1, right? I mean, we know from Florida, who didn't have masks on kids in schools, that there were no outbreaks. The World Health Organization did, did, did a report in the summer of 2020 and said, because initially... 
in the schools, because this is just a continuation of last year it was kids got a mask, even though kids don't get it, don't give it, and schools were shut down. Well, it's about protecting the teachers initially, right? World Health Organization last summer came and said we have done a study around the world and there was not one case of one child giving it to the teachers. Children are being abused in the course of these continued power grabs. And the thing is, is that I think L.A. County came out, Kevin Kiley, and said on top of Gavin Newsom saying that everybody has to get jabbed or get tested weekly, you still on top of that, you still have to wear a mask. So what's the what's the point of anybody even getting the jab? Well, it's, you know, the messaging has just been so uh, ridiculous and we continue to be told one thing and then, you know, suddenly the world is an entirely different state than the next week, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, you're exactly right. People were told that the vaccine, uh, you know, oh, that get the vaccine and then no mask. But then they get the vaccines are still forced to wear a mask. So uh, it's, it's very unclear, uh, you know, what is behind all of this. But it seems like the answer for Gavin Newsom is always just more state control, more infringement on in individual liberty. And somehow that's going to make things uh, a lot better. I mean, I, I can't imagine uh, someone who I would be more the opposite of than Gavin Newsom. Uh, you know, I would put trust in the hands of California citizens uh, to make the decisions for themselves. Well, um, other other recall candidates have responded and said what they would do in response to this. So um, day one, you take over as governor. Uh, what are the steps? What are the first three, three things that you would do? Well, I would end the state of emergency immediately. Uh, and that would terminate all outstanding, uh, you know, state and local emergency orders. I would roll back all of these mandates that Gavin Newsom uh, has put in place. And I'd make sure that every California school is open full time with no masks required. OK, um, got to ask you the question that got another candidate in some hot water the other day. Uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the reasons why people are um, why Gavin Newsom could possibly continuing to double down and thinking that he's he's going to stay in office is because we know that the California Secretary of State has has some new program called print your own ballot at home. We know that there's been ballot harvesting, even though California was not a contested state in the 2020 election. There's 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 all kinds of election fraud happening across the state. And there's many people that feel as though that's going to happen again. Um, I'm going to ask you the same question that was posed to another candidate the other day. Do you believe that Joe Biden won the election? And how concerned are you about election integrity in California? Well, I'm extremely concerned. Uh, I've heard the concerns of of Californians across the state. I mean, everywhere I go, uh, folks raise this issue with me. Uh, And, you know, you say to the print, the the ballot uh, printing is the latest example of this Mm -hmm. and ballot harvesting, which has been used uh, to abundant effect. But, uh, you know, let's look at just what's happening with the recall. They made it an all mail and ballot election. And then on the eve of the vote, uh, Gavin Newsom actually changed the rules for the recall uh, in the middle of the game, changing the date of the election uh, to one that for the the explicit purpose of giving himself a better chance of winning. That's what they actually said was the whole reason. They think, oh, we'll make the well, we have a better chance of winning if we move it up a couple months. So we're going to change the law, uh, a law that Gavin Newsom himself signed. So they're cheating in plain sight. I mean, that's (laughs) that's what's going on. And so uh, then they wonder why people are suspicious of what might be going on. Uh, behind closed doors. And so uh, it's a vitally important issue to many people uh, in California. And, you know, the mainstream media is always trying to rope me into national controversies. I just was with the LA Times editorial board, and they did the same thing. And what I tell them is, look, I'm not going to, you know, play the games that Gavin Newsom wants to play, which is he wants to make this thing about anything other than his failings as governor. I'm going to keep my focus on exactly uh, that, his failings and making the case against Newsom 
and bringing all Californians together, uh, you know, in order to get this recall across the finish line and yeah. uh, and actually reverse our state's decline. I think that's I think that's um, wise because I think that they're trying to bait with the Elizabeth Warren ad where they're saying that, you know, this recall is about an extension of the January 6th insurrection, which it wasn't. And this is an attempt to, you know, steal California through, you know, some, uh, you know, it, law that shouldn't e- exist uh, through recall. Um, but I'm glad to hear you acknowledge that there's issues in the state. Unfortunately, I don't know that there's anything that can be done at this point to, to stop that, that from occurring. I think it's it shouldn't come down to Republicans constantly being told turnout, 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 um, because that has people demoralized. Because you know it's at the point to where turnout isn't enough in some instances to overcome uh, the election fraud. When I used to be a worker for the Republican Party and I used to walk around precincts, we had a district down here that was won by only 65 votes. It doesn't take much to swing. We know in the midterms in 2018, many Republicans went to bed having been declared the winner. And then thanks to the ballot harvesting, their seats were taken from them. And at this point, you know, I don't know that what can be done for this recall election, but something needs to be done going forward. um, Because to say that it's not happening is just not true. What what would you do? I know Governor DeSantis' final question. I know Governor DeSantis has taken a lot of measures in his state. One of the reasons why his state was not contested in 2020 was because of measures he took to clean up his elections in his state. What would you do? Yeah, I mean, the way I see it is that there's nothing, you know, uh, there's, if there's nothing to hide, then what's the, point, what's the problem with looking at it? You know, I think that's the way a lot of people feel. And what's more, I, I think, call me old fashioned, I didn't think there was anything wrong with the system where, you know, we all, most everyone votes on election day, you present your ID, and then we find out that night who won. I mean, yeah. What was wrong with that system? <laughs> election day, have, right? Instead of election right. month? <laughs> election month. Now we spend a month voting, no ID required, and then we spend a month counting votes. It's like you're not even voting in the same election as someone else who votes 30 days later. Right. You have ballots being sent out to everyone. I mean, uh, you know, call me old fashioned, Andrea. I, I don't know what was wrong with the system the way it used to be. Well, it just wasn't convenient enough for people. And that was the ruse uh, that at, that at, it, denying at open access meant that you were denying somebody the right to vote. And that presented opportunities for the left to play games and, and commit acts of fraud. And we need we need to get that back under control. Tell everybody how they can support you. Yeah, so you can check out my website. It's KylieForCalifornia.com. Uh, I'm Kevin Kylie, and last name is uh, K-I-L-E-Y. So it's KylieForCalifornia.com. Oh, you know what? As you were just telling me that, I was looking up, seeing the uh, video today of Gavin Newsom having his little meltdown, slamming his hand on the desk. Your days are numbered, Gavin. And uh, thank you, Kevin Kylie, for being here. Appreciate it. You bet. Thanks for having me on. Take All care. All right. Now stay tuned because we got to talk about the infrastructure, Bill, the human infrastructure. Later on, we might have to talk about, coming up, Dave Elhoff will be here, financial thought doctor. There's another human character infrastructure that the left is playing with that skins what do happy about that story. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later. So come on back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Dave Elfhoff, he's not answering the phone. He's probably so disgusted over this infrastructure bill. He didn't want to call in and talk about it right um okay so let me share with you guys what's in this latest thing 
Okay, this latest infrastructure bill. Um, there, well, there's two actually. The first is the one that 19 Republicans voted for, and it had you know some typical stuff in there for for highways and stuff, but it was mostly about electronic grid. It was a lot of green energy stuff, right? And um, some people were trying to provide excuses for the Republicans for why they signed on for it. That, well, you know, we actually do need some infrastructure. We actually need to, to work on roads and bridges. And that is something that um, that that is something that we need as Americans. And I think I might have mentioned on last night's show. Well, you know what? Or I mentioned somewhere yesterday might have been on on Newsmax. I don't remember where I talked about it. And I said, well, um, we're paying right now. This I, I'm, I'm going to spend a few minutes on the what was supposed to be the good part of the infrastructure bill. Um, do we not skins already pay like two dollars out of the five dollars a gallon of gas right now for highways, roads and bridges? Yeah, we do. We do. Right. I mean, we our state and local our, our local taxes are, are, are supposed to go for our city roads. Right. So what are they using that money for? Right. So, you know, right. Wasn't that what the new gas tax was that uh, they supposedly right that that would not have passed. But for the fact that um, they actually wrote it and put it on and the measure to in a confuse way to, people to confuse people. We're already paying out of our hiney. In state and local taxes alone, including gases for highways, bridges, and roads, we also know there's already a huge boatload of money in federal dollars that were supposed to be withheld from California back in the Trump administration, and Jeff Sessions didn't do it um, because they were harboring illegals, right? Remember Kate Steinle being killed, right? So why would we need to spend another over $1 trillion, particularly since the last time this kind of crap was done in the Obama administration? People were hysterical when it was $700 billion for shovel-ready jobs that didn't, that, that didn't you know, go anywhere. Remember, ha, 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 they weren't so shovel-ready as I thought, right? So we got Republicans voting for that. And, and then the theory was floated today. Well, maybe they did it because this way they have to say yes to something so that they can say no to this over $3 trillion human infrastructure bill, which includes hundreds of billions of dollars for the human infrastructures known as illegal aliens. On top of um, school, free schooling for three and four year olds, two years of free college and on and on and on and on and on. So a, a couple of things here. You do, why do you have to? This is what Republicans always do. We've got, we can't be the party of no. Why can you not be the party of no? Guess what? That bit Reagan and it also bit Trump. Yeah. When are you going to learn? You better be the party of no, because what are you saying yes to? We are upwards of $30 trillion in debt at this point. You are negotiating with terrorists. This is not trickle-up economics. This is not trickle-down economics. This is blow-it-up economics. This is the destruction of the United States of America. Deutsche Bank warned a couple of months ago, don't do any new spending, United States of America, because you about to take yourselves back in a 1970s-level recession. Remember car lines? This resulted back then. I can remember my parents buying a house with like 20 something. It was like credit card level interest rates. We we're destroying this nation. And the Dems want to increase the debt ceiling. Right. Now, oh, so then that's where the Republicans are like, well, we're not going to participate and help. We'll, we'll you say no to that. Yeah, we'll say no to that. Yeah, right. They're going to get some of them. You know, the Republicans, because didn't they? How many times in the Trump administration alone did they increase the debt ceiling? They always we have not had a balanced budget. They continue to to just kick the can down the road with their omnibus spending. Then they raise the debt ceiling because what's going to come next? You have to raise the debt ceiling, Republicans, because we're going to have a shutdown of the government and all these bad thing. Well, no, of course not. Let's start with getting rid of the Department of Education. 
Just shut it down. How much money would we have back in our pockets? Get rid of the EPA. Because so much of both this, the supposed good infrastructure bill and the human infrastructure bill is nothing but green energy crap. This was written by Bernie Sanders. But to think of the Republican Party, well, we can't say no to everything. It's your job to say no to the Marxist communist agenda of the left. Who do they serve? They're supposed to serve us. It's, a, it's, it's shocking where we're at. And you know what, too? It, and, and when you try to talk, talk economics, so many people's eyes glaze over. They don't want to hear it, right? They don't want to hear GDP and this, and the, you know, and, you know, in, inflation means this and all that. Here, you know, the bottom line is this. You know what it's like if you run out of money, you can't pay your bills, right? You go bankrupt. What happens when you go bankrupt? Yeah, they may wipe out your debt, but don't they repossess your car? Don't they come for your furniture or whatever else you owe money on? You ain't ain't left with any money to buy anything. Your house goes into foreclosure. You know what it means when when you've lost everything, right? Government's never been held accountable. Why do we have so many people homeless? And, And inflation is continuing to skyrocket, continues to go up. It's out of control. The cost of it's one of the reasons why the cost of housing in California is not just because of the environmental people not not letting new building uh, occur. It's 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 comp, it, it's more than that. It's like the prices of everything go up. Like lumber has gone up two thousand percent. So you think you're going to be able to build a house or buy a house uh, that's new that's new construction and not have it cost even more and more and more as the cost of goods and services go up. It causes uh, housing to go up as well. That's why everything is skyrocketing because we in in the last ten years why that why the value of your money is down ne- next to nothing. We you, you you I can remember as a kid, you know, asking my dad, well, you know, why why don't we just print more money? And he tried to explain to me, you, you know, you can't just you can't just print money because eventually then the value of that money means nothing, right? That's why they're tripping over money on the streets of Venezuela, right? Because the currency means nothing. We're in a real serious road here economically. I don't want to hear any excuses from any of the Republicans about signing on to any of this. We have no fiscal sanity going on in this country right now. Oh, but Joe Manchin and, and Kirsten Cinema could save us. We, we are looking at, the, at a bleak financial future, and the only two people to save us are a couple of Democrats. And let me tell you, if we don't get this, these elections, in t- election integrity restored... Oh, and HR1 is being brought up again, too. Of course it is. Of course it is. And we're not hearing any Republicans talk about that. What's Mitch McConnell hoping for? He's going to be dead, before, you know, by the time we're, we're, you know, Caracas, Venezuela. Here's an interesting thing before we take a break. We got to get active. We've got to get active. And, and, um, because I don't know what happened in, in something in Tennessee, but Jay Cutler, you know, he moved to Tennessee, former football quarterback. He tweeted out today, does anybody know how to run for school board? I think he's going to run. This is what we've got to do as citizens. We've got to start running because we've got to get rid of these people at the top. We've got to get rid of the Mitch McConnells. We've got to get rid of the Kevin McCarthy's. We've got to get rid of the Liz Cheney, these career politicians that are literally selling this nation out. These power mad Kings and queens and dictators up there. 
these rulers over us. We've got to get them out. And it starts at the local level. It starts at running for school board. I'm always suspicious of anybody who decides the first time they're going to run, other than like a Larry Elder or somebody with huge name recognition becoming governor, somebody who spent decades you know, uh, looking at politics, but somebody, somebody local decides they want to run and they throw their hat in the ring for some big, you know, position. It's like, that makes me question you're just looking to be a Mitch McConnell, right? I, I, you know, we need to, we need to be looking at every race, every, uh, take, take over the entire school board, right? Our city councils, board of supervisors, right? If you've got family in law enforcement, have them run for sheriff, right? Police chief, we got to get active a water board, everywhere right we also have to get active using our voices i'm going to take a break we come back there's another another story i got to tell you guys about uh, the the government spying on social media we got to talk about that and then a little pop culture segment that kind of got skins riled up when i mentioned it to him before the break stay tuned be sure to follow andrea k on twitter at andrea k show and follow her on facebook and like her fan page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e andrea k bringing the world a much needed reality check you're listening to the andrea k show on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show one of the reasons why i was talking earlier in the show about why, you know, Gavin Newsom is continuing to do this kind of tyrannical stuff is because he's gotten a grip. The, the left got a grip on the minds of Americans. And as the truth started to, to come out about um, uh, the, the two areas uh, that are, are about control of this country, as the truth started to come out about uh, the coronavirus, how contagious it was, how, uh, how what the mortality rate was, treatments, et cetera, they had to censor and suppress any of the any of the truth and push out propaganda and they're they're controlling minds by controlling the message same thing with elections and 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 now it's going to get even worse with them attempting to do it they've already taken down everybody that they thought they needed to take down to stop and fat with their fact checkers and everything now what they're doing is and i've mentioned that this was going to happen before another article out today that the dhs is warning um, local law enforcement to be on the lookout for these um, crazy, um, uh, potentially violent, uh, crazy people on social media. And what's the definition of these crazy, violent, potentially violent people? Anybody who's questioning the outcome of an election. And they're going to be reporting back to the police this is this has been reported before the department of homeland security has hired private contractors to scrounge your social media sites right because now anybody who questions the outcome of an election is an insurrectionist this will get worse it's why i've partnered with the people the tech geniuses behind ourfreenation.org this is the only social media i don't care what anybody else has told you this is the only site that has no ties to big tech every other one has ties to big tech we own all the own infrastructure, the servers, the cloud. There is no attachments to Google, no attachments to Apple. They cannot spy on you. They cannot compile a social credit score to use against you because you don't because you don't want to use your Amex card anymore because they're, you know, discriminating against white people, right? So go to ourfreenation.org. It's only a dollar a month to start socializing, mobilizing, and organizing free from the spies. Free from go, and if nothing else, why would we continue to reward these institutions that are controlling the flow of information for the purpose of destroying this nation? Speaking of trying to destroy us um, and and the cultural Marxist movement, 
Skins hadn't heard this story before I mentioned it to him. He had a different take on it. Okay, so Batman and Robin, the breaking news today in the world of pop culture was that Robin is now, his character is going to be bisexual. And so I mentioned this to Skins before the show, and I was shocked by his answer, which is? Um, I don't care because, first off, Batman (laughs) never needed Robin at all, ever. Everybody needs a sidekick, man. Not Batman. Didn't, who was the dude who had the horse Tonto? Everybody, Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger had Tonto, man. Batman does not Cher need Cher had Sonny. He That's was why Superman sidekick. works alone. Superman works alone. Donnie had Marie. Everybody's got a sidekick. Not Superman. Batman doesn't need one either. Okay, so if... Okay, so... But can you not recognize the fact that this is... A, a lot of people like the sidekick, okay? Which is fine. Okay, I will say this, though. I will say this. Robin... To my recollection, and you know me, I, Todd and I are huge comic guys over yes, the years. Yes, that's why I thought you would be outraged over this. Robin has always been a guy, a straight guy. They just decided decades later to change that. Here's where it makes me upset. There are several characters in the comics that go way back that actually have a um, – that, that, that are gay. Then that's fine. I have no problem with that. But don't go changing the characters that we already know and love. I see what you're saying. If there's somebody that, you know, they, they had as a gay character years ago, like, you Which know, is, like yeah. I used to love Will and Grace. I don't care about, you know, I you know, somebody gay. But what what bothers me really in, in these cartoon characters, yeah, you're it, like changing a character. Exactly. Is I just, I don't like the targeting of children. That's where I have a real problem. And most, and, and most I would of these say car- there's yeah. a good number of or a good percentage of the readers of those comics that are that are small children. Yeah, I don't like the changing of characters. Why do you have to change change the character? It, it, you know, it's it's always about pushing an agenda, and I don't like targeting of children. I did not watch the Muppets, um, but well, I did. I'm a huge Muppet. Muppet evidently, guy. there's a Muppet character that comes out at some point in in one of some episode, and he's dressed like a girl, and he or he gets caught dressing like a girl or something, and he's like scared the other Is characters. This yeah, this was recent. He scared the other uh, other characters are going to be upset, and they're like, oh no, that's okay, we love you anyway. And it's just like, are the Muppets not for like five year olds? Are this is the this is this targeting of Mostly. children? Is the targeting of children is what kills me, right? Uh, Texas, by the way, I think the attorney general down in Texas has has declared today that they are going, uh, and and I got to delve into how they're gonna how they're gonna do this because the the Texas attorney general I don't think can write this into law, but he wants it to, he he wants it to be considered child abuse for anything related to quote confirmation sex change on minors. So I'm going to delve into a little bit of that and see how they plan to implement that. But that's a good note to to end on because the targeting of children has got to stop. Hey, peace out. Love you all. See you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. L. Hoffman, we miss you. Where you been? (laughs) 